Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. Rochelle here to listen, encourage, and to share another episode. The focus at UI is to be who you are without apology, as you are one of a kind without equal. These conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So listen, read, and be inspired. Grateful to the states who've been listening to recent episodes, California, Hawaii, Michigan, Florida, New York, Texas, Virginia, South Carolina, Ohio, Georgia, North Carolina, Vermont, Illinois, Utah, and Wyoming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep listening, reading, and being inspired by these conversations. Ben-Hur Delfino is our guest today. Yes, I said Ben-Hur. You'll get to hear that story for sure. And he has one of the best laughs I have ever heard. In our Zoom call, we froze on each other a few times, but kept at it. Also, I didn't notice how far away my mic was initially, so you will likely hear more echo from me in the beginning. Ben is next up for the Mahalo Maui series, and thanks for your patience in any technical pauses. Enjoy Ben as much as I did. So while we were in Maui, we got to do something that's been on my bucket list for a long time. Walk into a Tiffany store and buy a little something that they would then wrap up in a Tiffany blue box and put in a Tiffany blue bag. That part was as special as the piece of jewelry itself. And may I say, my husband was game to help me check it off my list. Who but our guest today was the one to help us. Ben is charming, fun, and friendly. We had a bit of a challenge coordinating schedules, but we persevered, and here we are. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. Aloha. I'm Aloha. To be here. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> so this is Ben's first podcast, which just excites me to no end. Excites me to no end. Is there anything you want the listeners to know about you before we get started? Well, if I was to describe myself and people who know me, they would say that I'm very fashionable. I'm a good observer, um, down to earth, um, a hard worker. And currently, I have been taking the initiative to be a risk taker. So being on this podcast (laughs) is something new for me. (laughs) I love that. Well, that is, thank you that, that, that we are the risk that you were willing to take. That is wonderful. Those are, there's a wonderful phrases, the way that that people would describe you and to get us started. Now you've got to narrow who you are down to three words What three words would you use to describe yourself? I would say faithful, creative, and open-minded. Ooh, faithful, creative, open-minded. Those are beautiful words. That really starts to paint a picture of who you are. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, have you ever played Two Truths and a Lie? I have. Okay, well, so actually, you- I'm so sorry. I haven't. I read about it, so it's going to be <laughs> okay. Part for me. <laughs> okay, so it's three statements about yourself. Um, one is not true, and I, I I have some fun trying to ferret out the one that's not true. So three things about you. Ready, go. Okay, I love to surf on my days off and enjoy the outdoor activities. Number two, I was a med student, and number Ooh. three, 
I graduated high school at the age 16. Whoa, love the ocean, <laughs> we're a med student and graduated at 16. Oh my gosh, I think all of those could be true. I really do. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, um, I'm going to go, for, uh, yeah, I'm going to start at the beginning. Okay, so don't say anything yet. Here's my thought okay. process. How on earth can you live in Hawaii and not <laughs> love the ocean and love the water and maybe, maybe, you know, surf on occasion at the very minimum. Okay. So I'm going to put that one aside as true. Secondly, Ooh, med student. You, I know you have a really good uh, university, university of Hawaii. In fact, one of my previous students went on to go there and she's now a doctor. So I know that's a possibility. I'm going to set that one aside. You graduated early at age 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going with you were not a med student. That's what I'm going with. Actually, I was a med student. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so you yeah. love surfing. So that's true. You love the water. You love surfing. That's true. Okay, and we know that what's true is that you were a med student. Okay, so tell me about that. Okay, so actually, I'll tell you what is not true. (laughs) (laughs) I can't surf. (laughs) Yeah, I did graduate from high school at the age of six. Oh, my gosh. I got it all backwards. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to make it a little bit challenging for you. You made it. You really (laughs) tricked me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, no one's ever tricked me that good before. Okay, Okay, so wait. Let's start at the top. But do you like the water? I love the water. I love the ocean. But I don't go out as much as I should. Okay. You are correct. Living in Hawaii, I should be more out. But for whatever reason, I never find the time to do so. I mean, when I'm off, I'm a homebody. I just stay home. (laughs) I get that because we'll get to your career later. But I mean, you're you're in a um, a, you know a career. I mean, I mean, you're you know you the the stereotypical. Not everybody, but you know, a, a good portion of people live in Hawaii work in the hospitality industry because that's we all want to go there and visit, and we need to eat, and we need somewhere to to you know sleep and all that stuff. So, and of course, we like to shop. <laughs> yeah. So and so, there's that picture of you know a serving or a service waiting tables at night, serving during the day. Okay, so. You don't surf, but you love the water. Okay. And you were a med student. Okay. Okay. And so you also graduated at 16. So tell me about your education. How did that that all go? How it happened at graduating at the age of 16. My father was actually, I was part of a military family. I was a military brat, you know, what people would say. Yeah. Um, I'm the youngest in the family. So my father retired and him being originally from Manila, Philippines. Um, he took me along there, and that's when I continued my education. And at that time, they did not have intermediate um, school or junior high. Oh my gosh! So yes, I went straight from. I don't even recall graduating from sixth grade. I think I was in the middle of the the year of sixth grade, and I went straight to first year high school when I arrived there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I took what um, they call like an examination. I forgot what it was called, but it was basically an exam to determine whether I would repeat my sixth grade in elementary or should I go straight to high school. So upon um, taking that test, that course, 
I passed where it was equivalent where I was eligible to go to straight to high school. So oh I started my high school gosh. at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So you skipped yeah. all the middle school years, went right to high school. I did. Went straight to high school. Now, yeah. looking back, was that a good thing for you? I mean, obviously, you've made good out of it. But if, if you had to do that part over again, would you do it the same way? I would most likely do it the same way. Okay. Because it really taught me to put up with the challenges because there was something else I was not prepared for. And one of them was like the maturity side. Right. Because you know, I was still in elementary mode and all of a sudden I'm in high school mode. So I had to quickly <laughs> oh, adjust myself, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that must yeah. have been really so very challenging socially, socially, and then secondarily, yeah. I would think physically, because they're at a different physical development stage than yeah. you're at. And that, you know, can make it difficult also. And learning the culture, learning the language, and oh understanding gosh. the lifestyle. It was all just like, I would say it was overwhelming. But at, when I think about it, you know, it was, it was a good thing because it really made me be stronger. You know, mm -hmm. it strengthened my skills. Mm -hmm. You know, to always be positive, to always move forward. Um, look at more of the positive side rather than the negative side of things. Right. So, it really empowered my inner self, I would Ooh, say. Yeah. yeah. So looking back, it was a good thing. But at the time, I'm sure it was very, very hard. At the beginning, the transition was hard. And that's where I got to um, get my inspiration from the old TV series, Doogie Howser. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the young it. listeners out there don't know it, but well, if you Google it. They can YouTube, Google it. They can yeah. Google it. Yes. Good Doogie for Howser. you. Yeah. So did you go from high school graduation then into what's the next step? Medical school? Yeah, I um, mean, college, college yeah. for like biology or whatever one mm -hmm. would study. I did. I went as far as I believe two and a half years and I was going on to my third year of medical prep and I was starting off as a medical technician and wow. um, it was a well-known school there in Manila called Far Eastern University. They were a Chinese, um, very well-established medical school with a strong history um, of being very... Um, I guess you would say uh, how to get into the university to enter the school. It wasn't right. that easy. You have to take all these types of exams and Ugh. requirements and qualifications in order to get in um, because they only allowed a certain quota or a certain number of students. Um, so it was very, it was very challenging. Yeah. But it was wow. very also inspirational for, you know, building again, my inner self of my strength, you know, right. to always not give up. You know. Right. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. I'm going to, we're going to like finish this part, the how, you know, the getting to know you. And then I, I think I want to circle back to, uh, you know, I have got a couple of questions career wise. So, so, okay. So, you know, a lot of people are watching this show, Ted Lasso, and I don't know if you've seen it. And if you haven't, that's fine. This is no kind of commentary on your TV viewing habits whatsoever. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I haven't, but I did watch the trailer of it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> did you find it intriguing it or was, compelling? I'm coach. <laughs> I believe in Kansas. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> and how he went to, I believe, England. 
to yes. be a coach for a professional soccer yes. team. Yes, yes. So I can imagine he he must be have gone through all the challenges similar to what I have gone through going yes. to a foreign country. Yes, understanding the culture, adjusting yes. the lifestyle. Look at those parallels. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> And so one of the questions was, if you had seen it, why is it a thing? And I'll kind of answer that. And I think it's such a shot in the arm of positivity amongst, you know, him being a fish out of water and then he's getting to know all these people. But no matter what happens, he's so positive and he has these quirky sayings and, you know, these characters uh, go through these different transitions and become better versions of themselves because he came into their life, not that he was trying to come in and quote unquote change them. That's not why he was there. He was just there to, to, you know, to do the job. But anyway, I just, I find the show uh, very uplifting. And especially with what our world has gone through this past year and a half, mm. it, I think that's one of the reasons it is so popular because it, it, it's so nice for a change of pace. To have something that's just really, really upbeat and positive. Now, are you, have you been, or are you binge watching anything these, these COVID times? Well, I have, I just finished the Netflix series of Downtown Abbey. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, you watched the whole thing. Oh, that. So you started from the beginning. Well, then that was a good long ride. Yes. Isn't that, wasn't that like five seasons or something with a couple Christmas specials? Something like that. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. It was interesting at first. I don't think I would have liked it because it was an English film. I wasn't too fond of the heavy accent. And I was like, I know in the past when I watched like foreign films, especially from um, England, it was a, the narrative is a little bit too long. But then when I first <laughs> saw the first and second episodes, I was like, I clicked on this. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is something different, something good. You know, and something different is always can be something good and not in a negative way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so impressed. And you made it through the whole thing. I have a friend who's obsessed with Down Abbey. She has gone to visit the actual place where they filmed it. I mean, she just loves it, loves, loves, loves it. Okay, I I have a tip for you for future, and maybe you already did this, but this is something that even when someone is speaking English, if you're having a tough time tracking what they're saying, turn on your captions. Your closed captions in English. (laughs) Seriously. I'm serious. It, it meant you're like, oh, that's what they're saying. Oh, yeah. okay. Because the accent yeah. can be so thick sometimes that you, like, I, I know they're saying English words, but mm-hmm. I don't have any idea what they just said. Uh, yeah, that can be very helpful. And uh, that's something that I, I tried during COVID. I was like, okay, I'm going to remember this. If I'm having trouble <laughs> in any way with what they're saying, the accent, sometimes people are just too mumbly. You know, they don't even have an accent and they're mumbling. You're like, well, was that an important plot True. point? I don't know. True. <laughs> I don't know. And sometimes, they, and sometimes they say too fast. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Okay. So Downton Abbey was your binge. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So let's share how you got to Maui. How'd you get to Maui? I was in Maui for work. Um, I was helping our team with our company. Um, they were kind of shorthanded um, because at that time when you were folks were there, um, because of COVID, we had the store closures. A lot of shops were closed. Yeah. So when people returned to work, they had their vacation days that they had <laughs> So basically, the time being when you folks were visiting us, majority of them were on vacation. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. great. Okay, so you how say did that right? So yes, always on vacation. Oh, that's funny. How did you get to Hawaii? Okay, so that's so you covered somebody's vacation. How did you get to Hawaii? Okay, you were in the Philippines. And then when was the next stop? Oh. So I um, I came back here, I believe, at the age I was 18 or 19. So okay. back in 94. Um, 90, or 91 or 92, sorry. And um, I decided that, hey, um, I want to be back home in Hawaii. Mm. Uh, because this was my father's last stop before he retired. I love the weather. Um, mm. Weather is very important to me. Um, mm-hmm. I love the scenery of seeing the ocean, driving mm-hmm. by it, um, just being around it um, gives me that positive energy. Mm-hmm. So um, Hawaii was an, a location that I wanted to most likely spend most of my life, mm-hmm. you know, here on the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there just... may be a time when I could think about moving somewhere else to another state. And there are times I have thought about it but it was very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? It's really, I mean, even just hearing you talk and I'm, I'm transporting myself back and there, there is something to that. I mean, I haven't been to a gazillion tropical places, so I can't speak for all of them, but I will say that when I'm in Hawaii, I am, I am very relaxed. I like to take things as they come it, there's just there's this peace mm-hmm. and tranquility that happens, and I do think some of it is being surrounded by water. And isn't there, um, you know, some sort of a science behind being near the water? Um, I can't remember. I, I read something a while yeah. back about. I, I want to say ionization, but I may just be completely making that up. <laughs> but something happens to our well-being center when we are near the ocean. So I believe that's true because, you know, just knowing that you are surrounded by this paradise of the beautiful air, the beautiful wind, beautiful people, beautiful scenery, it just, it's relaxing knowing that Mm -hmm. you're in a place that's calm people. Mm -hmm. And we describe it as locals as the Aloha spirit. Mm -hmm. So we always try to stay at a positive energy. So we use the Aloha as an expression at times when you're feeling down. So you could be walking down the street and you don't know the person and you can just say aloha. <laughs> and that greeting is just going to cheer that person up. You right. know, you may not know the person, you may not know what they're going through, but when you cross paths and just say aloha, you know, it <sighs> just, it's the same way of just saying hi. But in our case, on our islands, we say aloha. And it, 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 it really builds up this energy. You know, it's like you're transporting from your positive energy to the other person when you're saying the word aloha to them because it's a greeting. So they feel like, oh yeah, aloha, you know? 
Well, and I think it's more than just high. I really do. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. Yeah. It's everything. It's a, it, it's a very strong expression. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to take the deep dive into your passion. And I don't know if your passion is your career. We're going to find out in just a minute. But I am going to say that you work at Tiffany. And so I got to have my bucket list uh, experience happen under your watch. And then you had another gal help us as well. But it was such a, a fun experience and a great thing to be able to do. I have another friend, not the friend I referred to, but another friend who's all about Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. She loves your store. So this got me curious about you. And I mean, this is definitely your career. Your 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 work going up the Tiffany ladder. How how did we get into first of all, how did we get into Tiffany? What did we okay, you just need to tell me. Tell me it all. Tell me it all. So, did we go from med school to Tiffany? You know, the whole our islands are known as tourism, so we're based on, as you mentioned earlier, hospitality. So, everywhere, everywhere you go, you're surrounded by um, hospitality that is somewhat connected to tourism. It's all about customer service. It's all about entertaining the clients and making everybody feel positive and happy especially during uh, those who are on vacation. Um, (laughs) And it's funny to I know it it is very different. I mean, I never thought I would have gone this path in my life. Um, I love, you know, meeting people, but I never thought I would be in an industry where it's more of a form of entertainment, where I'll be having the luxury to meet people every day and getting to know them. And you know what? It drawns me inside of me that I I enjoy this because it was like I'm an explorer. I get mm. to discover discover all these you're cutting out there for a second. I hope you're coming back. You cut out. Now are you now you're back. Okay, good. You're back. Okay. Oh, so sorry. You, no, that's okay. You were saying that you get to explore every day, that you didn't imagine this would be your career path. But here you are in it and you're 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 enjoying it and you're thriving because you're such a people person. I mean, I knew that from the second we walked in. You're a people person, right? Yeah, and what also I would share is that there was a possibility during my younger during my um back in the years before I joined uh, Tiffany's was I was almost getting into the flight industry. So I was going to be a flight attendant. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, you're so good with people. I had a lot of recommendations back in the day. All my, all my friends and family were saying, you know what? You should be a flight attendant. Even my professor in college told me, you know what? You should be a flight attendant. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, that's a compliment because what it means is that you're very friendly, you're vivacious, you you listen, you see people, you you care about, you know, their needs or what have you. Plus, you get to travel. <laughs> <It's, Yeah>. you <know? laughs> okay, so you didn't go directly from med school to Tiffany, I'm guessing. No, it was first I had several different jobs. As you know, it would be normal for everyone yes. in their early life. Yes. They would 
jump from one job to another. So I was also in the restaurant industry. I was okay. a host. I was also a server. I was in apparel retail, selling clothes. I sold men's suits. And um, I think after that, that's when I went um, to inquire with uh, United Airlines at that time as a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Went all the way through to Chicago for the pre-training. And then I backed out because I got a call from Tiffany. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I just have to say no to diamonds. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that yeah. is a really cool option to choose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. I looked at it at both ways. Either option I chose, I looked at it that I'm still going to get to meet people. I still get to entertain people. And I think for either choice I would have um, decided on, I would be happy because it would be something that I enjoy doing. Yes. Again, it goes back to exploring. Right. So maybe I'm not really currently flying around the world, but then I'm meeting people from around the world that's coming to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. That's a, yeah. And I mean, let's be, let's be real. When we talk about a flight attendant, very hard job, number one. Two, I mean, you know, there's servers in the sky, you know? Um, you know, what I mean, they, they, they need mm-hmm. to know all the emergency procedures and they need to stay calm in an emergency and all of that, which I hope we never have to be in that situation. But day to day when they have a shift, you know, they've got to deal with un- people who are irritated and frustrated and the cart back and forth. And I mean, the job itself it's got to be very tough. I mean, just in terms of what you're doing and and versus Tiffany, people are coming in. They want to buy <laughs> some jewels and they want to try stuff on. And, yeah. you know, that part of it's very different. Of course, you know, the travel, you, nobody can argue with the, the perk of being able to travel. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so I, you chose a really cool path and maybe an unexpected one. And yet mm-hmm. here you are uh, some years later, I'm assuming, and you're, you know, you're heading up the, the Tiffany ladder. Cause I know one of the days we were talking about maybe get together, you had corporate training. So they, yeah. it's not just like, okay, you work at Tiffany, you're good to go. Okay. Go sell you, you, they are, it sounds like they are continually wanting to, um, you know, build groom. you into the brand. There mm-hmm. you go. Groom and build you into the brand. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I, I really like that. And do you have aspirations to kids, you know, to keep going? Yes, I do. And oh, yes. I hope that I can see if, how far and potential I can go. And I, I don't mind like relocating to other places. Um, it would be all about the right timing. I would Ooh, say. Nice. Yeah, Ooh. Right timing. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm just yeah. so excited for you. <laughs> I can't wait to see. <laughs> What what transpires? We're going to need to keep in touch. Okay, so one more thing we have to talk about. Well, maybe two more things. Let's see. Okay, so I introduced you as Ben. Now, I'm going to tell the listener that your first name is Ben Her. Now, you knew that you, we, I already told you we we're going to need to talk about that because we yeah. don't meet that many people. I can't imagine I've ever met somebody whose first name 
was Ben-Hur. Two words, just like the movie title. So now you're going to have to tell us, you know, which parent that was and how that happened. I'm sorry, Michelle, you got broken. Okay, how about now? Can you got me now? Yeah, good. Yes, I do. I can hear you now. Okay, so which parent was into Ben-Hur and how did that happen? From what I was told um, from my father was that my my dad and my mom were big fans of the movie Ben-Hur at the time. (laughs) And um, they were actually thinking about naming me Benjamin. And they thought, why don't we do something unique and something different, you know? So because they were a big fan of Charles Heston, they decided, why don't we go for Ben-Hur? That is so great. And I really, really appreciated that that was the decision made because that got me a long way um, with (sighs) You're, you're cutting out again, but that got you a long way having a very unique name. I don't think there is another uh, Ben Herb. I mean, I, I can't imagine, right? And there you are, you're back. Okay, so you, you, you've never <laughs> met another Ben Herb, right? I mean, that's... No, I have, I have not, yeah. Yeah. I have not. That's just a very unique name. And, and you're right, because your name is so unique, it probably has opened doors and has made you more memorable than you already would be with your great smile and your laugh that I absolutely love your laugh. Thank you. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Right on cue. Right on cue. Oh, I love it. Okay. So is there a passion that I, that I, that we didn't get to that you have? Well, yeah, it was it was really hard for me to something to think about. Um, there's so many things that I would consider a passion. Okay. Um, one thing I say that I love, I have a deep passion for mid-century, especially <gasps> mid-century homes. Okay, so that modern madman feel. Yes, I I love just you know discovering like what type of gadgets were back then what kind of designs of houses the cars the lifestyle um just everything about it you know because i see the creativity the uniqueness of the design and i just admired it for many years mm, that is a very cool passion you and my stepdaughter get along very well. She's a, <laughs> she's an architect, and that's her jam. She loves mid-century for sure. Oh, yeah. very nice. Okay, okay. So mid-century, obviously, you watch Mad Men, yes? Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could you not loving mid-century? Yeah. Okay, and then I I think you know as we kind of you know conclude here. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to to share with the listeners before we we wrap up? Well, I just want to say that, you know, um, I noticed that in your episodes, you have that famous quote (laughs) for everybody to share. So I wanted to share one of the. Oh, a piece of wisdom, a piece of wisdom you keep handy. You're right. I I wasn't doing that in the Mahalo Maui series, but you're right. Please share a piece of wisdom with us. I would love that. Yes, I love it. Okay, what's your wisdom? So I think 
So I think with um, with the current events right now and what we're going through, yes. all is I come across in you know different walks of life is what John F. Kennedy quoted was, "Ask not what your country can do for you; ask what you can do for your country." And the way I look at it is, it doesn't have to say country per se; it just, just pertains to goodwill. You know, it it brings you the challenge of everyone to contribute somewhat to a good public service or goodwill. I think there's a lot of expectations with, you know, what's going on right now, a lot of sensitivities. And it's all about, sometimes I feel there's people are saying me, me, me. So I feel there should be a acknowledgement that there should be a balance. If there's an expectation, there's also what you would have to give, contribute so that Mm. it's equal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That really is beautiful. And that's a really, I haven't heard that quote in a while. And that is a, a, a quote that I definitely keep in my head. And it, it it is about, yeah, not just thinking about me, 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 but, you know, how can I, yeah, by giving, you know, by giving, you end up getting as much, if not more, uh, the, you know, then the act of giving gives you so much more than I think my, my, my tongue is twisted right now. You understand what I'm trying to say. Yes. 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 In order for to have an expectation to come to you also contribute a contribution to others. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. That's wonderful. That's really well said. And um, I'm hoping that the next time we chat, that you've been to the beach and you've been able to enjoy the ocean and that wonderful aloha spirit at the beach. Because as you said, you haven't been able to get there as much as you'd like because you're a homebody on your days off. I understand homebody. I really do. I mean, you're in my home right now and, and we're in your home. So we're, <laughs> we're both home. We get that. But that boy, there sure is something though in the, the, the really rejuvenating about being down at the ocean. So I'm hoping you can make that a regular practice. And thank you for bringing up the wisdom piece. That's uh, I really should keep that in no matter what series I'm doing, because I think in a way that's one of my favorite parts of of each episode is hearing uh, the piece, a nugget of wisdom that somebody really values because it, it, it's speaking life into us. It's reminding us that, you know, um, whatever the wisdom is. And today it was ask not what you can do for your country. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Gosh, my brain today. But isn't that when he didn't, isn't he one of the ones that originated the Peace Corps kind of based on that sort of concept of giving back, giving back? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's very good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, and in conclusion, I am so glad you took this risk. I am so glad you decided to, you know, take the risk and do it. And I, I hope right now you feel really good about this yes. experience as it concludes. I feel relieved. And I want yeah. to thank you for the push. If yes. it wasn't for you, 
and oh. your push, I don't think I would ever have gotten it. I was, I was just <laughs> determined. I was like, I know, I know once he does this, he's going to feel really good about it. I just know it. I know it. So I, I had just listened to some of your episodes, you know, um, I came across, like I did your recommendation. Yes. By Santana. Yes. And then I also scrolled down and looked at some of, and listened to some of your older uh, 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 podcast. Yes. And I tried to find some similarity and I found one that was bad. It was with episode 57. <gasps> yes. Like, okay, let me go listen to this guy. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of similarities, not only yes. by the name, but yes. also the three words that he chose. Yes. How he his life, you know, being open minded, um, flexibility, adaptable, you know, which is pretty much true going on right now you know we all have to be flexible we all have to have that balance yes if you want something give something oh do what's good for everybody that's so good i then i think you need to start a podcast look at all this wisdom you have (laughs) and it was and it was so pleasing to hear from somebody who is at that generation at a young age yes you know because you wouldn't have you wouldn't have expect someone from a generation that is new to say these kind of inspirational things to everybody you know to podcast it you would think that oh somebody young all they want is me 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 (laughs) right no he had some life good life experiences to share which i also took away with and um, I was very happy to have learned about this podcast and going through the episodes and mm-hmm. picking up a little wisdom and here and there because sometimes you don't come across these um, wisdom of words and it's a good reminder it's, or it's something inspirational. So thank you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you've just, you've, well, you've made my day, you've made my week, you've made my month, you've made my year. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's really what this is about. It's it's talking to to people that aren't famous yeah. and and getting a little bit of their story and hearing. Yeah. You know, it's not like we set out to be inspirational in the sense that it's not yeah. like okay, Ben, you and I are going to have a conversation today, and you're going to be really inspiring. <laughs> okay, you, you know, you're being you, and that's the whole point. You're being you, but I can really gather and glean a lot from what you have to say by sharing some of your story. I can, I can walk away and be like, that's right. We have to give as much as we get, if not more. And so that's such a good reminder as I go through the rest of my day. And thank you. Thank you for your wonderful words. They've, they've really touched me and moved me. Thank you. No, thank you. You really Uh, pushed me for that change and I have to say, you <laughs> contributed. You're a big contributor to making that change, and changes are always good. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it, and we're going to stay in touch for sure because I, I want to yeah. see these next things that you go through. And last question: Does anybody call you Ben Hur, or does everybody call you Ben? Only my father does. Okay. Okay. Well, you know that's a <laughs> yeah, fair but, question. You know, yeah. It, I guess it's more sentimental for him because it would. Give him the remnants of reminding himself, I chose that name for my son. Right. <laughs> well, and you're you're so young. It's not even like you say your parents like that movie, but you're. I mean, 
you're it doesn't even feel like they're old enough to have liked that movie unless they liked vintage <laughs> movies. They maybe they like vintage movies because I so. because that that movie is very I mean I'm going to now I'm going to have to look it up. I want to say 50s. Yeah, I mean in the I 50s? So. Something? Yeah. I believe maybe? around that time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. yeah. Anyway, Okay, they like they like their they like their Charlton yeah. Heston. Yeah. Was it Charlton Heston? Was Kirk Douglas? No, that's oh, I am Spartacus. I'm Heston, think, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking I'm Spartacus. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. similar similar time frame, right? Oh, and Ben, this is fun fact: is that that's the only movie that is still a lot of eleven Academy Awards that I know. No, of really, that has, the only movie that movie that tied it the same eleven Academy Awards was the movie Titanic. However, oh. it was said that the Ben Hur classic had the most uh, prestigious type of award. Like ah, the well, yes. Titanic had like best music, best you know whatsoever, best costume. Yeah, but when you're looking at the type of awards, Ben Hur kind of, I guess. Ooh, very yeah. good. Look yeah. at you knowing all your yeah. Ben Hur facts. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Ben, this has been such a pleasure. Wow. Thank you so much for, again, for your willingness, even though I, I did take your elbow and just, just, just very gently, just come on, come on. I know Nobody you're going to like Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I just knew, I mean, just having connected with you and your, your, just your energy and all of that. I thought he's going to end up loving this. I just know it. So I'm so glad you said yes. Thank you. And let's be in touch soon. Okay. Will do. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He did the thing. Ben took the gentle arm twisting I supplied and took the risk of doing something new by being on the podcast. And he doesn't regret it. Ben shared great insight through snapshots from his life. And don't mind my tongue tripping toward the end, yada, yada, yada. And by the way, the movie Ben-Hur was from 1959. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest of photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, etc. And if you want to be on our weekly email list highlighting that week's episode, give me a shout. I'd be happy to add you and your info will not be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth and sharing these episodes make us discoverable. So thanks for your support. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our blessing, may you embrace the aloha spirit of love and friendship. Do that. Share peace and compassion. Be that. Show mercy, sympathy, grace, and kindness. Because it makes a difference, this breath of life. Aloha. Amen. Go be unabashed, be you.